Welcome to Seemingly Unrelated. We got a special guest here today, Becca Helbig. What's up, Becca? Not much. <laughs> so, Becca has a very interesting story of how she has lost over 100 pounds. Uh, me and Becca actually go back to high school days, even before then growing up in Matthews County. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. So far back. <laughs> so far back. I love it how we do it here in Matthews. We're together for a long time. <laughs> a long time. All right. So, Becca has... Um, just awesome journey. You know, I watch her Instagram from time and she's like lifting refrigerators and, stuff. <laughs> and like just it's just been totally inspirational to watch her journey go the way it has gone. And I'm just excited to be able to have her on here. I've been asking her for a long time to have this conversation. Um, and here we are today. So thank you for watching with us. And so we're just going to talk about um, your journey, Becca, and how things have went. OK. Um, so what made you start this journey? Um, I was just not myself anymore. I gained so much weight. I was a stay-at-home mom. I had three kids, have three kids, and um, I was just not being the mom that I should have been. I was, you know, instead of playing with the kids, I was sitting on the couch, just like no motivation to do anything anymore. And um, I've always been like a really outgoing person and, you know, I just wasn't doing that anymore. You know, the kids were outside playing and I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, I should be playing with them, not just sitting here watching them. But I had gained so much weight and I just, I was depressed. So I was like, you know what? I have to do something. And I had been like researching different um, like weight loss plans and things that the thing is, I didn't want to do something and it'd be like a fad diet and do it for a couple months and then just be like, oh, I'm done. Or right. you do it, lose the weight, and then immediately gain weight back. So I came across keto and I was like, huh, I think I could probably get behind that. Can you explain keto a little bit? Because I've seen your posts. Yeah. People talk about keto. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's keto. I don't really I don't know, know what, what keto yeah, is. <laughs> so you can eat bacon? Okay. So that, I eat a lot of bacon. I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I like bacon. <laughs> so um, keto is very low carb, very high fat, moderate protein. So when you talk about um, keto, a lot of people throw out macros, like tracking your macros. And at first I was like, I'd like read something and then see macros and like Google, what the heck is a macro? Uh, I was about to ask you, what yeah. is a macro? So your macros are your different like daily intakes of when you're talking keto, it's fat, protein, carbs. Okay. So you want, like I said, you want very high fat, you yeah. want moderate protein, and you want very low carbs. Like when I started keto, I mean, it's different for each person depending on how much weight you need to lose or, you know, what your starting weight is, things like that. There's, you know, drastic macros for big weight loss or okay. there's, you know, macros for maintaining. There's, there's, they, you know, they vary. Okay. Um, mine, when I started, it was recommended, you know, to stay between 25 and 30 net carbs. So net carbs on keto, you do net carbs, not total carbs. Um, so 
between 25 and 30. And I always tried to stay on like the 25 side of the carbs. Um, just, you know, the lower carbs you intake, the more weight you're gonna lose. So once I got to, you know, almost 100 pounds down, I had switched to about 20 carbs a day because the lower your carbs, the more weight you lose. So I kind of plateaued at my 25 carbs a day. So I needed to drop that down a little bit. Gotcha. So it's uh, quote unquote, there's levels to this. Yes, there is. When you get to a certain point, what you're doing will not get you to your next Right. You'll just plateau because your body is like, okay, well, this is what I need to stay at the weight that I'm at right now. So you have to kind of tweak it every you know the more weight you lose you you have to keep tweaking it to lose more and that's interesting because seemingly unrelated deals with the fact that though you may not be losing weight the principles are the same to commitment to greatness and so you get to a certain point like okay my workout has got me here Mm -hmm. or my grind has got me to this point but maybe what I want requires me to go a little bit deeper than what got me here or I'll just plateau yes and I had plateaued for probably two months, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, kind of getting in my head like, well, I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not at my goal weight, you know. Right. And so I did. I had to rework some stuff because it's it's easy when you get to that point and you're like, well, I'm not losing weight anymore to just be like, well, this is all I've got left. You know, I'm right. just going to be comfortable here for forever and I can't do anymore. But you just have to tweak things to get so it I, done. I guess it's like, it's good, but it's not gold. Right, exactly. That, yeah. that is deep right there. So how did you feel when you started? Um, because like, I had to wait until I started working out to have this interview. <laughs> <laughs> and we out here in the country, y'all. So country combined with COVID combined with you know, just being out in the middle of nowhere, nowhere. is like my gym is a cornfield. <laughs> Legitimately. We don't have streets. We got roads. <laughs> yeah. So uh, walking the cornfield, I got um, a Galaxy watch, you know, go Android. Yeah. You know, yeah, hashtag Android, team Android. Yes. Hashtag uh, Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it as a gift from my lovely wife, and it was a, a reminder of how many steps I was getting. Yeah. And I was like, this is really, really low. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. And so I started walking. And I remember that first lap walking and like busting sweat. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I didn't know that walking would make me feel this mm-hmm. way. And I did one lap and I was like, listen, <laughs> I don't know if we can commit to this. Yeah, um, I, that so is. How did you feel when you started? Like, so when I started keto, I started in April of 2018 and I started just the keto diet, just eating right. I was like, I'm not going to be like in one week, change my diet, get a gym membership, you know, like all at once. So I, I started in April and then I would say probably about middle of May, I had already lost probably 10 pounds by that point and I was like all right well I'm gonna start like walking and eventually in the back of my head I was like maybe I'll jog one day you know maybe not to get too ambitious or anything but 
So that's what I would do. I would just, you know, I was outside playing with the kids at that point, you know, more right. and getting my energy level back up. But I would start, I would walk, and then I would try to walk a little faster and walk a little faster. But I'm telling you, it was like half a mile in, and I'm like drenched in sweat, and I mean, so out of shape. It was ridiculous, and I was like, I'm exhausted. But every time after I finished even just walking, I felt so much better. Like I had more energy. I felt good about myself that I had done something productive. And so then... Flash forward, you know, I, we, the new gym opened in Matthews and that was in, I believe the middle to end of that August. So I was, I was working out by myself at home, walking, things like that for a few months until the gym opened up and got a gym membership. And it was just, I, I took off from there. That's what's up. That's what's up. But yeah, so pretty much start where you start yeah I mean you can't be like you know in one day running four miles if you haven't worked out at all in a year you know so just slowly start walking and then I would make goals for myself when I did decide to start running which I say running lightly because it was literally like a a jog from one mailbox to the next. And that's what I would do. I would look ahead and I would set a goal like, okay, I can jog from this mailbox to that mailbox without stopping. And I would do that and then I'd walk for a second and I'd be like, there's another mailbox. I can run to that mailbox or jog to it. And before you know it, I mean, if you just keep doing that, eventually you don't have to stop walking, you know? and which which makes me realize that like it's measurable goals. Yeah. You you cannot you know, I think a lot of and I did this myself, like measurable goals, you know, if you look at it like when you start, like I have a hundred pounds to lose, I will never do it. I'll right. never be able to lose a hundred pounds. Well, that's a huge weight on your shoulders to just only focus on losing a hundred pounds. So I mean, yeah, in the back of my mind, I knew I wanted to lose around 100 pounds or I I needed to lose that much. But I would just be like, okay, my first goal is to lose 25 pounds. I would reach that goal. And my next goal was, okay, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, you know. So it wasn't this huge weight on my shoulders of, great, I lost 15 pounds, but I've still got, you know, like 80 to go or things like that. So just setting small goals for yourself makes it so much more enjoyable than having this heavy load of something you think will you'll never achieve on your shoulders. That That is dope. Like yeah. you can use that in every area of yeah. your life. Anybody who's doing something great, because I believe great people are watching this morning, uh, or I guess it would be this evening. And so... <laughs> Um, but there's one thing that I do want to bring up Uh-oh. is that this drink that you have is keto friendly. Oh, yeah. So that's another thing is that when you start, you're like so overwhelmed. Like I can't I can't drink this anymore and I can't eat this anymore. And that was my favorite. And how will I ever you know, I'm going to miss it so much. But you find so many alternatives mm-hmm that are so good. So where I used to go get like a caramel macchiato, 
you know. Wait, where do you get a caramel macchiato from in Matthews? Uh, the Daily Grind. I don't know if you've been there, but it's super. We love it. We do. It's so good. So I used to get a regular caramel macchiato and it was full of sugar. And so I had to tweak it. So now I will do, you know, depending on even at home or wherever I go, I will get, you know, just regular coffee, a sugar-free syrup, uh -huh. you know, like a, either a sugar-free vanilla, sugar-free caramel, and like heavy whipping cream in it. So heavy whipping cream is better than milk for keto because milk has some carbs in it uh -huh. and heavy whipping cream is super high in fat, which you yeah. want on keto and very low carb. So just gotcha. tweaking little things like that and it's delicious. So, so, I mean, I don't know if you can or not, but you can go to the Daily Grind and ask for the Becca. Yeah, ask for the Becca <laughs> and they'll whip it up for you. It's a keto friendly drink. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna be right back. Here is a word from our sponsors and we're gonna uh, be right back with more from Becca. Welcome back, guys. We're here with Becca Helbig. 
um, just telling us great things about this journey that she is on. She's lost uh, over 100 pounds. You sent me an updated uh, picture of yeah. that you're at 107. 107. Yes. Um, I will not be losing 100 pounds, but I <laughs> am on the road to better health uh, and losing what I need to lose to be the best person that I can be and inspired by Becca that is right here with us. So uh, hopefully that you're getting inspired through this conversation. And so I want to ask you this, Becca. What was a moment that you truly believed that this was a life change and not really just a fad? And also, how did you feel when it happened? Uh, it was a couple months in. Um, when I first posted, or the day that I decided to do keto, you know, I, um, I posted a picture because I was like, all right, well, this is accountability. And that's the day that I started using like my Facebook and Instagram as accountability for me. It was kind of like, well, if I'm telling somebody I'm doing it, mm -hmm. then I'm going to do it. You Ain't know, no accountability like social media, right? Like I'm not going to be like <laughs> posting a picture of my eggs day one of keto and then going out to breakfast somewhere else and them seeing me eat pancakes. Like, right. you know, I just, I couldn't do it. So it was like, all right, if I post this, that's what I'm going to do. So I never liked eggs before like they legit belonged in a cake and that right. was it and i posted day one of keto and it was like all i heard from so many people was keto is not good for you like you're gonna have a heart attack or you know from all the fat mm -hmm. and it was just it was so much negativity when i wow. first started and it was, I guess I kind of wasn't prepared for that part of it. Like okay. I was excited about, all right, I have a lot of weight to lose and I'm making an effort. Right. You know, you kind of want support. And I'm not saying not nobody supported me. There were people who supported me, but the majority of it was, it's not good for you. It's not healthy. And clearly I had it over a hundred pounds I needed to lose. I wasn't Right. being healthy to begin right, right. with you know i was eating i mean chips and salsa are my weakness chips so listen cheetos cheetos that's yours yes, cheetos i love cheetos no i'm telling you popcorn what oh listen when i was pregnant like chris helbig would have to go to the movie theater on the way home <laughs> we weren't even at a movie and i wanted a bucket of movie theater popcorn hey, shout out to my man chris is holding it down yeah Poor man. That's all I've got to say. And chips and salsa. I ate chips and salsa with our second child, Emmett. He's the middle one. And I ate it like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner when I was pregnant with him. And that kid, all he wants is chips and salsa. Like he would eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm like, I created a monster. But it wasn't healthy. Okay. Right. So um, I had to get it was probably about two months in. I had lost about 10, maybe 15 pounds by that point. Uh -huh. And once people started seeing that I was losing weight and right. the results, and at that point I'm, I'm posting pictures and, you know, posting recipes of the meals that I'm making. And it wasn't just bacon, you know, bacon. it wasn't just bacon and steak anymore. It was, I was finding so many different alternatives and, okay. and, you know, found low carb wraps so I could still eat tacos and things like that. You right. know, I was making tortilla chips with low carb shells. So I was still so eating still chips and salsa. It's just minor tweaks that I found, you know, to make it so I wasn't miserable on a diet, which I really, it's not a diet. It 
legitimately is a lifestyle change. So about two to three months in, I started every time I'd post an update or mm -hmm. post a recipe, somebody sliding in my DMs who was right. a few months ago saying it's super unhealthy. Now they're <laughs> like, teach me your ways. Like, right. what are you doing? I need help. It's working for you. You know, you're eating all of this good food and you're losing a lot of weight. Right. So it was funny to see everybody's back mindset then, change. You want me. Now I'm right. You're back then you're going to die of a heart attack in like two weeks. And now you, right. you know, which I love helping people. Like right. I absolutely love it. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, other thing, while stalking your Instagram um, or Facebook, one of these was on it. There was a picture oh. that looked something like this. <laughs> I posted that. Oh, my God. All right. And so on this picture right here, it says when you get out of the shower and you stare at yourself in the mirror wondering where it all went wrong. <laughs> That's legit. That's how it. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. And so, can you give me an example of a time that you felt like quitting, but something made you keep going? Um, I think, you know, you kind of get in a slump every now and then. You know, maybe you have kind of hit a little plateau and you know some weeks especially when you first start keto when you've got a lot of weight to lose mm -hmm. you're dropping a lot of weight at once you yeah. know you there was some weeks where i was seeing like an eight pound loss wow so at in the end of the week you had eight pounds that you didn't have at the end of the week yeah that's crazy isn't that crazy that is crazy now that was you know when i first started and yeah. all of it was coming off at once and then, you know, the more weight you lose, the harder it is to lose weight. So I would have, you know, some weeks where I'd lose a pound, some weeks where I'd lose half of a pound, you know, and sometimes you're like so close to like one of your mini goals and you're like, I've been working on this for like a month on just losing like three pounds and I haven't right. done it yet. So. There was times where before I would have given up, uh -huh. but I, I liked it. You know, I liked how I was eating. I loved how working out made me feel. Right. So I refused to give up. I absolutely refused. So like what I'm hearing is like you found a why behind what you were doing. Yeah, for sure. I became, I mean, okay, I am not a perfect mom. You know, I will lose it on my kids way hey. quicker than I ever than I should listen if you don't got kids you can't talk about what it's exactly like kids. you okay. you only a perfect parent before you have kids <laughs> okay <laughs> so but I was enjoying like motherhood like I never had before I mean I was out bike riding with my kids I was you know before I was always like going to the beach, you know, I didn't want to put on a bathing suit and play in the water with my kids. Like I was like more concerned with, for one, I felt miserable. I hated how I looked, you know, in a bathing suit in front of people and, you know, always worried about, you know, what you shouldn't be, but you are the judgment of others, you know, right. what they're saying about you and she needs to lose weight and right. all of that. 
And I didn't have that anymore, even though I still had a lot of weight to lose. Like I was the one on the little kayaks with my kids at the beach and I'm jumping off the boat and swimming with them and just enjoying life and enjoying being a fun mom who does things with her kids. You know, right. that was the biggest change for me. So. And I guess that's a motivation, you know what I mean? Like when you're, when you've started to do something and you start to see the change and you start to tell the difference yeah. that it gives you the push to keep going. Because like you said in the beginning, you're dropping weight like that. Yeah. But then you get to a point where you don't see as much as the results. So if your goal was to just see the change in weight dropping, then you'll lose your intensity yeah. and you don't see it drop. Yeah. But it's you got to find what your why is beyond the results that you get. Yeah, for sure. Um, because that'll keep you going. And that's for business, that's for family, that's for life. Yeah. Like to find out what is in your, what is your why? What makes you tick? What is mm -hmm. your aim, function, yeah. idea, intention, object, point, principle, the reason and therefore that you live your life? Yeah. You gotta figure out what that is um, so that you can keep on pressing. And um, so yeah, the cat was funny though. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all feel that way sometimes. Like, I that I don't even remember posting that. You, <laughs> you must have been Facebook? way back. <laughs> don't you love forever Facebook? So with people who are like, I don't have the time to do this. Yeah. I saw this post, which may be a helpful tool to them. Oh yeah. That's like my lifeline. Okay. Can you talk about that a little bit? So actually that started because one of my best friends, Hope, like she is the reason that I have made it this far. And she always says, whenever I try to like give her the credit or anything, she's like, you did the work. Okay. But without her, like pushing me and training me, I would legitimately not be sitting here right now talking to you. <laughs> I'd probably still be back on my couch, you know, with gained everything back. Um, so when the gym opened in Matthews and we all started going, she had had a gym membership before. Um, but when it started in Matthews and they finally had Child Watch, I could actually go and take gotcha. my kids. So I, we were one morning, you know, we would go um, pretty much every morning or at least three mornings a week and we're on the treadmill and she's a runner, you know, she's run God a marathon and all of that and numerous half marathons and stuff. And I told her on the treadmill, like I was walking on the treadmill and she was like doing speed work or something beside me. And I was like, I have always had this like dream of running a 5k like an actual 5k and she like whipped her head around and she was like then do it and I was like Ooh. I was like I could never do that so you probably remember this but I broke my left ankle um five times so far like really? so I say so far knock on wood it better never <laughs> happen again but yeah, the first time was we were in sixth grade doing crab soccer in gym class, oh, and yeah. my my growth plate hit the side of the wall and just like cracked. Okay. So ever since then, my ankle was really weak. And then flash forward to 2014, I broke my right ankle and had to have surgery and some screws and like rods put in it. So I always used my weak ankles as an excuse for 
not being able to work out, not being or being overweight, not being able to do pretty much everything, I used my ankles as, as an excuse. Gotcha. And I legitimately thought my ankles are really weak, like I don't want to break them again, so I'm not going to go do that. Right. So I said to her, you know, my ankles are weak, and she was like, well, we're going to strengthen them, <laughs> you know, so they won't be weak anymore. So that was like the first week of September, and she found a 5K in November and was like, I'm gonna make a plan and you're gonna run that race. We're gonna run it together. And here's a picture coming up uh, of that. Yeah, yeah, that was my first race, the 5K in Norfolk. And I did. So she bought me one of those um, daily planner okay. gotcha. sheets. And every single day, for however it was from middle of September through the end of Norfolk, the week of the race, every day it was what I needed to do. At what class I was taking at the gym, strength training, how many miles I needed to run, wow. how long I would run and then walk, run and then walk. And that is the reason I was able to run wow. that race. And so then after I ran the 5K in Norfolk, my first one, I bought another one of those and started using it for planning my meals and my workouts. Wow. Yeah. So, and I pretty much do that all the time now. And, and a lot of people are like, I can't stick to a strict schedule like that. Like things come up. So, I mean, I'm not saying that if I say on Tuesday, I'm going to eat, you know, keto fried chicken and green beans. Right and something comes up, I, I will switch that to a different day of the week. But for the most part, when I go grocery shopping, I'm like, all right, well, I have this for this week and I can you know, switch up my days of when I'm gonna eat what, but it really, really helps stay on track, not splurge and be like, well, I don't really feel like cooking tonight, so right. y'all want Chinese food? You know, things like right. that. But you've purposed for your day yeah. what you intend to do, yeah. which makes, a big difference when you purpose your day before you get there. For sure. I mean, even just, you know, writing down, I typically would do it on Sunday night um, or first thing Monday morning, writing down that, all right, Monday, I'm going, I mean, things have changed now because of the gym being shut down. We had to turn our garage into a gym at home, you know, but... Right. Um, you know, if I said, you know, Monday, I'm going to do TRX in the morning and then I'll do strength training at night and, or, you know, maybe Tuesday I can't do spin class. So I'll do Friday spin class. So okay. it just helps you plan out what you're going to do for that week to keep yourself accountable. Now with your home gym in your garage, right? It's a 1980s edition, well, but she works. <laughs> Hold on, but I saw something else happening in the gym that was working. Uh -oh. This picture right here of where you are changing gears. Oh, my Jeep. Yeah. yeah so that's so at the what's shop. Your name, what's your name of your Jeep? Black Betty. Black Betty. She okay. bad. So <laughs> at the shop, you're changing these things. Out. Yeah. Um, that is a cool Jeep. Yeah, I love my Jeep. It's been my dream for, I mean, since pre-kids, pretty much. Well, right, like when I had my daughter, I was like, I just want a Wrangler so bad. But okay, Jeeps are not really made for like infant car seats and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. there, it's just not enough room. 
So once our boys got into like small booster seats, I was like, all right, that's it. Well, we're I, doing it. <laughs> I want to go right here to where for my sponsors because there was some Jeep work that got done on that and that thing looks good. Uh, and I want to take it to them right now. Welcome back, y'all. We are still here with Becca Helbig uh, telling us about this great journey that she is on. It is totally inspiring, has changed my life just watching it. Uh, and knowing Becca personally has changed it even more. So I hope that you guys are getting impacted in a great way and putting something into practice. Commitment to greatness will change your life, as we see right here today. Here we uh, are. And so I want to ask you um, this question. Because I know on a journey, many times people have the goals of getting to a certain weight or getting to um, a certain level of finance or getting to uh, a certain level of being able to parent the way they want to or getting this stuff. But um, I see this a lot talking about enjoying the journey. Right. Um, and so what are some mo the most 
some memorable aspects or points along your journey that stand out to you? Um, I would have to say getting to the point of running my half marathon. Um, so much. Now, you sent me pictures of that. Yeah, I did. Okay. Here, yeah. Here, we're showing them now. Um, so much went training, went into that. And if I'm honest, I honestly never thought I would be able to do it. I mean, that's kind of, it's a big deal, you know, yeah. coming from the girl who in like elementary school and middle school, when she had to run the mile, they used to give us straws uh -huh. to hold in her hand. And I would fold straws in half to make it look like I had ran more laps than I did. <laughs> like I hated running. It was so bad. She did not share the secret. With I you. did it. That's like, why didn't I know about that? It was my trick. <laughs> I didn't want everybody to know <laughs> so that I couldn't get away with it anymore. Right. So, you know, going from that to willingly and paying money to uh -huh. run over 13 miles at one time was crazy to me. But, you know, I had run my first 5K and then I had ran a couple more 5Ks and then I had joined a half mar or a marathon relay team for the One City Marathon in Newport News. That was um, two marches ago, okay. and um, me and three other friends did that. And my, I was sick as a dog. Oh man, I was so sick that morning. But I was like, oh, I'm I'm doing it. Like I have to. My team right. is counting on me. Like I have to do this. So with like 102 fever in the cold what? and rain, I ran, I think my leg of that was like eight miles, maybe nine miles. And that was the furthest that I had run. And I mean, I was sick and I ended up walking some of it, but I didn't care, I finished. You know, right. that was my thing. I was like, I just have to finish. So, and our team actually ended up placing first for all female teams wow. for that. It was so cool. That's what's up. So, I did that and then, you know, I'd run a few more races here and there. And then last October, um, me and it was a team of 12 mm -hmm. girls, 12 runners, and then we had a driver for each van. Okay, we rented Suburbans and seven girls in each Suburban mm -hmm. Did a race. It was called the Tuna 200, and it was from Raleigh, North Carolina, is where we started, okay. and we ended in Atlantic Beach, North what? Carolina, and it was 206 miles, and each runner ran three legs. So, like my first leg was like six miles okay. in Raleigh, and then the rest of your team runs their first leg. And so is that the video with you changing? Yes, batons. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, okay. so you had like a bracelet and gotcha. one runner would come in, hand you your bracelet, you'd you know slap, okay. slap it on and then you'd go and hand it off to the next runner at the gotcha. next point. So my first leg was like midday in Raleigh and then I ran at like 2 a.m. in the middle of some you think Matthews is country, some country road, like in North Carolina somewhere. And then we all ended on the beach in Atlantic Beach. Okay. And that was really, really cool. That was like the, I think altogether my mileage was like around 15 miles wow. total for that. Um, we slept either 
slept. We attempted to sleep oh. in the Suburbans or there's a picture of me laying on the ground on like a tarp trying to sleep for a few hours at one point. And um, people were like, you are crazy. What is the fun in that? It was so fun though. Do you think having, uh, with like the marathon style, having the team running with you was a big motivation? Oh yeah, for sure. And like you can't become so close to the people that you were running on a team with. Like I'm telling you, I had friends powdering me down on the side of the road in places that you're like, no one should ever powder you, <laughs> especially not on the side of the road. And at that point you're like, I don't care. Like just whatever it takes. spraying biofreeze on you. I mean, I tweaked my knee and so that was in October, the end of October, and my half marathon was the in, like exactly a month later in okay. November. So I kind of tweaked my knee during our tuna races, and I was like, in the back of my head, I'm not going to be able to run this half. I'm not going to be able to run it. My knee is tweaked. But I did. So we do, um, it's the Norfolk Harbor half marathon, okay. yeah. and the Norfolk Harbor 5K was the first 5K that I had ever run. And so it was kind of a, we're going back every year, like right. type thing. It's just so fun. So Saturday morning is the 5K, okay. which we did a huge, it ended up being like our team of girls, like in my van, the seven of us um, from Tuna ended up going to the Norfolk and getting hotel rooms together okay. and running the 5K together. Gotcha. And then a bunch of us also ran the half marathon on Sunday. Okay. So we've kind of got this little running family and it's so fun. Um, and it's not about whose time is faster and who, right. you know, is the better runner. Like we support each other so much and it's so good to have that, you know. Um, but yeah, so I ended up running the 5K on Saturday and then the half marathon on Sunday. And one of the things that I, I hear about this is, number one, doing what it takes. Yeah. And number two, having folks that to do it with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think even in business, um, parenting, that committing to life change, mm -hmm. having that team is important. Because if we're all moving in the same direction, and I love what you said, it's not about who has the fastest time. Right. It's about that we're doing this together and we're moving in the same direction. Yeah. Hope you said, you know, when I was training for my 5K, my first one, you know, Hope had run a full marathon at that point and yeah. she's running like an eight minute mile. And I'm like, I'm over here having to walk every, you know, quarter of a mile. And right. my pace is like when I first started, I was like at like a 15 minute pace, you know, 15 right. to 16 minutes. And I felt like I was dying, gotcha. literally could not breathe after running that far, you know, without stopping. And I used to tell her, I'm holding you back. I'm holding you back when we were training. And she's like, no, like, this is how you do it. You know, we, right. we are making each other better here. You know, you're helping me train somebody right. and it's encouraging me and it's helping you. And so now I flipped that to now I'm helping people start running and it hasn't been that long, you know, for me. So, I mean, and it's crazy. The more, the more you practice, the more you run, the better your pace gets. And to me, it's, it's not even about what my pace is. Like I would rather run, you know, a longer distance mm -hmm. at a slower pace than kill myself running 
a shorter pace Ooh. at or a shorter distance at a faster pace. That's so good. that that's my thing. I'm like, well, I am glad that you can run a mile in five minutes, but I like running 13 miles at, you know, 10 to 11 minutes. So find, finding your pace yeah. the distance you want to go is key. Yeah. And just sticking to it. I mean, there's, there's times where you're in your head, you know, my half, my knee was tweaked. It still was, it was throbbing pretty much the whole time. And, you know, I would get to a water station and, you know, I tried to walk through water stations and um, just to kind of catch your breath a little bit, uh -huh. drink your water, don't choke on it right. and then start running again. And, you know, towards the end, I would say probably about mile 11, uh -huh. my knee was really, really hurting me. Y'all hear that? Mile 11. 11. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was just, it was kind of one of those, it gets instantly stiff. So you have to keep moving. So because the longer you stay still, the stiffer it's going to get. Right. So, you know, I would drink my water at the water station and I would, in the back of my mind, you've got that just walk. It's okay. You can just walk for a little bit, you know, right. give your knee a rest. And, and then I'm like, no, like I can run. It hurts a little bit, but I can push through this. I did not want to walk like through this. That was my whole goal. I did not care what my time was. Right. I just wanted to run it, you know, walk through the water stations and run the rest. And so you just have to, I'd say, I'll tell everybody keto dieting, you know, making a lifestyle change, it is mental, the gotcha. whole thing. Like, yes, you have to put in the physical work of working out and stuff, but even that, it's your mind making up the point of, I'm gonna do this. And getting the doubt out and, you know, wiping away the part of you that's saying, you can't do that. You can't run a half marathon. You can't lift, you know, that much, or you can. You just have to tell yourself you can. Let me ask you this question. Uh what made you believe? Because seeing the results, I think. Seeing the results. Yeah. So I, like, knowing that I could do something that I didn't think I could. Gotcha. That was, that's what changed my whole mindset was, you know, I didn't think that I could work out like I do. I didn't think that I could have success losing weight. I didn't, you know, I didn't think that, I could help someone else, you know, on their journey to weight loss when I still had so much weight to lose myself, you know, right. and, but then taking a step back and being like, you're doing it. You can, you know, I used to say nobody want, you know, even a year in and people were asking me for help. And part of me was like, they don't want my help. I still have like 50 pounds to lose or, right. you know, I, I'm not the fastest runner or, you know, I don't have the best form, right. but you can help people. You know, you don't have to be at your goal weight to help somebody else start their journey. You know, one thing I, I, I want to pull from this, from what you said, we hope is how it seemed like you were a burden yeah. to her, yeah, but actually you were helping her. Yeah. And then in helping her, you got better yeah. by just being you on your journey yeah. and then you got to help others. Yep. So to wrap that up in my brain is that your why is contagious. Yeah. It's, I mean, 
you help everybody, like not even knowing that you're helping somebody. You know, I have people, sometimes I have been like, why do I post all of this on Facebook? Or why am I posting another recipe? Or why am I posting another before and after? Like nobody wants to see another before and after, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, people are probably like, oh my gosh, she is so conceited. Like she's posting another before and after. Like, look at me, I've lost a lot of weight. But, you know, you've got that in the back of your mind. But then it never fails. Every single time I do, someone messages me and is like, I needed to see that today. Or I'm getting ready to start, you know, or or I had lost 40 pounds and I fell off the wagon and I've gained 30 back, you know, and I needed that or so every single time I'm like doubting myself of should I post this or nobody wants to see this I think about getting those messages and I'm like you know what somebody needs to see this today and that's what that's what like got me going on keto in the first place is I would go on like Pinterest Mm -hmm. or I would go to Instagram and type in keto before and afters and literally look at before and after pictures and that is what I'm like I click on their profile I'm like okay well this isn't a paid ad for some weight loss program or anything this is a real person with real results who has done the work themselves and that's what made me do it so I'm like mine could help somebody else maybe I want to go to this picture right here um, that I came across and it is where some companies started because it reminded me when you said the before and after yeah how like uh, I think it was Amazon and some other companies started in these small like shack looking places, yeah. and now look at the companies where they are. Today. Yeah, and so you can be what you see on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to see it for yourself yeah. and put it to where you can see it. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go. We'll be right back to uh, close it out here with Becca. I hope that this is blessing your life, um, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Seemingly Unrelated with Becca Helvig. She has told us some great stories, um, very inspirational, some tips, some pointers um, about how to stay on the road to greatness. Um, and so there are a couple more questions I just want to ask you. Um, Shoot, man. Is how do you feel about this season that you're in, like where you're at in this place in life? Really good. <laughs> yeah. So um, people who already follow me know that um, when I first started keto, I said, you know, once I started losing weight and realized that I could do it, I said, you know, even though I work out a lot, just when you lose a lot of weight, and my goal was around 100 pounds, um, you have loose skin. And it's inevitable, no matter how much you work out when you have had, one, three kids, okay, and two, that much weight loss, you're just, there's there's no amount of working out and tightening that you can do. It's just going to be there. So I said I would, if I lost 100 pounds, I would get a tummy tuck. So I did, <laughs> like three weeks ago today. <laughs> and woo, And a lot of people, you know, part of me was like, do I tell people that I'm doing this? You know, it's it's personal and it's a huge, like very invasive surgery. And um, the more I thought about it, I was like, I can't just like show up to the beach one day looking completely different, you right. know, and people just thinking I, I've got that from just working out, you know? Right. So, and I've been so, well, I've tried to be so like honest and vulnerable through my entire weight loss thing. I was like, right. that's like lying. It's like holding a huge piece back. And I'm, I'm not ashamed of it because I did the hard work to get there, to right. need that. So I did. And, um, the first like four days after surgery were horrendous. And oh, I, well, there's a picture of you sitting in a chair by yeah. your pool. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That was, that was like the Sunday after surgery and the first day I felt like myself again. Um, I had surgery on a Tuesday morning and I did not come around until that Sunday morning. But I kept telling my husband, I was like, I regret it. I regret it. Why did you let me do this? And he's like, you don't mean that. And I was like, yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I regret it. It's not worth it. And then, but then once you come off the pain medicine, which was horrible, I hate taking pain medicine, period. It was awful. Um, and can move around a little bit. And I was like seeing some results already. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, and like my doctor told me, you know, when I went in for my consultation, I still, you know, he's checking my stomach out and he's like, this is all skin. And in my head, I was still like, I can do more to tighten this before I have surgery. I can do more. And he's like, you can't. You have put in the hard work to get here, and now it's my job Ooh. to do what I do, you know, right. to help you be proud of the hard work you've put in. And so a lot of people might want to know, I don't know, um, a lot of people asked, did you have to have lipo too? And I did not. And the doctor said that was because I work out so hard that right. I really, I didn't have any access, you know, it was, skin. it was skin. Yeah. So he took about eight pounds of skin off wow. of me and everybody was like, 
you know, I have some pictures that I haven't been brave enough to post yet fair, of the fair. before surgery. Um, one day I'll get there though. And people are like, I had no clue you had that much skin. And I'm like, well, I made sure everything I wore hit it, you know? Fair. So I could not be happier. And now, you know, it's been driving me crazy not being able to work out for the past three weeks. So yesterday I did my first little like mini workout. Hey, that's what I, I saw. I oh saw my the, gosh. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, everybody was like, you're going to hurt yourself. You haven't been totally cleared yet. She was not lifting the refrigerator then. No, I didn't. I did no core work. I just did some lunges, a few squats and some arms, but it felt so good. And I never thought I would be that person to be like, I haven't worked out for three weeks. I'm going insane. But it's been like the hardest part. But I think there's one point in there that is a key point is the fact that you worked as hard as you could. You did everything that you could. Yeah. And that puts you in a great place for somebody to do what you could. Yeah. And I also want to make a point. You know, I have a lot of people that follow me on Instagram, you know, from tagging weight loss and keto and tummy tuck surgery and everything. And a lot of people have messaged me saying things like, I want a tummy tuck for my weight loss, you know, like weight right. loss surgery. And I'm like, no, it's not a weight loss surgery. You right. know, a lot of plastic surgeons, they, they won't even do it unless you're within 10 pounds of your goal weight. Yes. So I just want people to know, like, it's not a weight loss surgery at all. Like it is after weight loss or after you've put in the work that it's going to, that's when you benefit from it. Right. So. And I mean, because you have the mindset change. Yeah. Because you can have the surgery, but not have the mindset change. Exactly. And that's what I've, I've told some people, I'm like, you don't want to go into this where you haven't changed your thought process on food or gotcha. exercise or healthy living. You know, you you'll immediately gain your weight right back. And all of that, believe me, excruciating right. <laughs> pain is not going to be worth it. So you want to, you know, have a good mindset of healthy foods, healthy portions, um, you know, a good exercise routine, even if it's just walking, you know, like that yeah. is, that's good for you. Just so many people are like, I, I can't run. I'm just walking. I'm like, there, that's great. Yeah. Get it, you're not sitting on the couch. Right. You know, just get your get your blood pumping a little bit. So, what would you say to someone who's on the edge of a commitment to greatness? Whether it's fitness, whether it's changing eating habits, whether it's launching out for that business, because I believe that what you did in losing the weight is a principle that can be applied to a lot of different areas. Um, I would say don't listen to the doubters because no matter what you're doing, whether it's weight loss, whether it's starting a business, I mean, y'all know how it is starting a business. You know, right. my husband has the business and so many people just, and I don't think that they mean it as negatively as it sounds. I think there's, you know, um, people who are just super positive, 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 and then people who are realists, you know, right. who want to make you aware of the negative things that could happen or the possibility of something not working out, you know, right. whereas me, I try to be like a half 
glass half full person, you know? And so when you are trying to start something, you are going to have people filling your head with, it's probably not going to work, or you love pasta. You can't do a weight loss. You know, you'll never lose weight if you love pasta. Well, guess what? Pasta was like my love language, okay? And there's this thing called spaghetti squash and zucchini noodles, game changer, okay? Game changer. But (laughs) it's just little things like that. Like, don't. Don't let their negativity get in your head. You know what you want, and there are people, like that's what you you need to find your people that are gonna support you. And even when you're having a hard day, reach out to them because they will help you through it. They will help you be like, no, you have come this far, you have greatness in you, and you can do it, so. One of the things too is it, you're on here, you can drop a comment below. I believe that the people who are watching this are people who are committed to greatness and you might find some of your tribe here. So just drop your name, drop your Instagram handle mm-hmm. um, below and you might find some people to do life with yep. that will feed you that. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, add that. me. I love helping people starting out. I will send you the link to get your macro set up if keto is the way that you're thinking you want to go or even if it's you know Weight Watchers or just portion control on your own or trying to figure out a plan so that you can learn how to do a five, you know, start a 5k. Like I would love to help you do that. So, I mean, it doesn't take that much time out of my day and I can send you an easy 5k starting plan, or even if it's a mile that you want to run, we can do it. So, well, thank you for being with us today. Becca. I want to pray for the people who are watching because I believe that there's somebody in here that knows that there is like super greatness on the inside of them. And it is definitely mental, spiritual and having to do the physical. Actually, I saw one post that said, um, if you ask God to move a mountain, be prepared to wake up beside a shovel. Beside a shovel. Heck Um, yeah. It's true. We want to make sure that we're praying for you. Um, We're here for you. That's what the Anchorage is about. Um, And so let's build together. Let's pray. God, we thank you for those who are watching. We thank you for Becca and the time that she has given. Um, And the story that you um, have allowed her to share here, Father, we thank you that you'll continue to bless her, keep her, let her family shine in great ways, continue to bless them. And Lord, for those who are watching online um, who have the greatness on the inside of them, and they may not know what next step to take, that you're illuminating their next step and that you're giving them the drive and passion and tribe around them to keep on pressing, to become everything that you've designed for them to become. And we thank you for all those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us, Thank you. It was fun. Listen, follow her on Instagram. Add her as a friend on Facebook. Um, Also, after this, we're going to have an area where you can sign up to get some updates for some things that she's working on. Um, We're excited that you are here. Be great. You have greatness on the inside of you. You got to keep pressing because greatness is waiting on you.